Yo, welcome to another episode of this boy's nut podcast. Where we talk about everything. No script, no rules. Just unedited, raw opinions. So don't take it personal. Just ride with me. Let's go. Yo, what's up, people? It's your boy. I'm back. Been on a little hiatus. You know, it's been a minute. But I'm back, you know. Been getting a lot of requests for the podcast to come back. You know, I heard a lot of people, you know, say that they used to used to ride with me, you know. And I, I, you know, I remember, you know, the, the, the listenership was there, you know. But it's been a lot going on past several months. You know, it's not just a two-month hiatus or three-month hiatus, you know. It's, it's been a minute. But in my defense, I've been having a few program issues. So... I'm hoping that they're ironed out. You know, that's what led, started the hiatus. But anyway, you know, we got a lot of things going on these days. You know, a lot of, um, how can I say, a lot of things in the news. So, you know, with that being said, you know, it's definitely a lot to talk about. You know, I, I, I can't not give my opinion about some of these things. You know, it just wouldn't be me. You know, but um, we're going to talk about your boy, Donald Trump. You know, you, you know, you know, it's been a while because I hadn't even talked about the new president, you know, but we're going to talk about Trump. Um, we're going to get into some um, some entertainment things, you know, some other things that's going on. But, you know, it, it, um, we definitely got to talk about Trump today. Definitely. So, um you know, let's get this thing started. You know, um, I want I want to start off by um, definitely talking about um, some television. You, you, you know, I, I'm I'm gonna start this off by putting this disclaimer out there that I'm not the biggest fan of what I call BMs. You know, short for black movies. Um, I don't really like black TV shows, and you know, before y'all murder me. You know, hear me out. The reason why is I felt like, I feel like Tyler Perry, when he started really doing, he when he started doing his type of movies, he really took the stereotype that was already there about black actors and black movies and black production and everything, and he kind of mainstreamed it. And he kind of made it where, you know, people accepted it as like that's the norm but well for me i'm a movie buff and i've been watching movies and i don't like to see the standard movies that's all about you know the black person struggling and then the black person doing good or you know it's always a i i I don't like that you know i mean hey that's my opinion i like what i like but the reason why I brought that up is because I just watched all three parts of the new edition um, series, and I got to say, pretty, pretty, pretty entertaining. I mean, I was thoroughly, thoroughly surprised. I really was. It was a very entertaining show and educating, you know, like... It's going to instantly be one of them cult classics where 
you know, if, if y'all remember like the uh the Temptations and y'all remember uh Jackson Five, you know, like I don't care how many times you watch Joe Jackson get after them with that belt, it's funny. And it is entertaining. And watching the Jackson Five, you know, you singing all the songs and you you know, you the way they um did the movie, you know, and then with the uh with the uh the Ike and Tina Turner thing, you know, that was that was all part of all that, you know, it was just hey, it was it was a cult classic, man. You know, it, it it's definitely in Temptations, you know, that was a great movie. And this movie right here is gonna be right there with it. You will see this movie playing on um B T a lot. You will see this movie played on the CW and um um What's that other channel? TV One and BT and all these. You'll see all these. But where you won't see it is on NBC. You won't see this movie on NBC. You won't see it on ABC. You won't see it on CBS. But you'll see it on some of the, the predominantly black channels. And I hope, I hope that a lot of the other people, you know, whether it be Latina, black, uh, white, or whoever, I hope they can watch this movie because New Edition inspired a lot of the groups that we see today. You know, everything from 112 to um, Jagged Edge. All these groups that got these songs where if you're an R&B head that you can think of 112, Cupid, Jagged Edge, Walk Right Out of Heaven, um, all these songs, they modeled after New Edition. They all modeled after New Edition. So, you know, to learn the history of New Edition, it's definitely a, a, a movie that definitely should be played during Black History Month, which this is. It's definitely a movie that should be played in there because a lot of these kids don't even know about it. You know, they don't even know about what what went on. I mean, I'm a, here I am. I was born in 79, and I didn't even realize that these boys started in, like, 78. They did Candy Girl in, like, 83, I was four years old in 83. And I bumped Candy Girl all the time. And I don't know why I'm thinking that this song came out like in the late 80s. You know, early 90s. I don't know why I'm thinking that. You know, you... Um... Um... The song, you know, Can, Can You Stand in the Rain. I'm pretty sure that's not the name of it, but... Can You Stand the Rain? That's um that song was made back in the eight, early eighties. Maybe late eighties, maybe eighty four, eighty five, somewhere around there, but it was made when these boys were young. So to watch it was very interesting. Um let's jump right into this, uh you know, we'll we'll definitely do some um a future episode where I can fill y'all in on some of the TV shows or what I'm watching, you know, I did an episode of that earlier, and uh, it seemed to be a pretty big episode, so, I mean, a lot of people liked it, uh, so, you know, we'll definitely do one in the future where I can fill y'all in, you know, I promise y'all the juice, I promise y'all to give y'all that, you know, of a, a, a look into what, who I am and what I do, so I'm definitely going to do that for you, but without further ado, let's talk about your boy Trump, let's talk about President Donald J. Trump. 
as I as I call him, I like to call him um um I like to call him um DJ. That's what I call him. I call him DJ. So let's talk about DJ. So DJ and and, and that's gonna be his name. DJ now. We're not gonna call him President Trump. We're not calling him, we're gonna call him DJ. Okay, so when I say DJ, you know I'm talking about Donald Trump. Now, DJ has caused an uproar. Um, DJ has um, been in office for about 10 days now, 10 or 11 days, I think. Maybe, yeah, somewhere around there, 10, 11 days. And, um... He's already signed like seven executive orders, and the funny thing is, you know, they were they they were, you know, bashing the Democrats, talking about that President Obama was um, operating the government through executive orders because he couldn't get anything done in the uh, in Congress or the Senate or anything, couldn't get any work done. You know, these these fools let the government shut down, but that's neither here nor there. We're gonna talk about DJ. You know, sorry, sorry if I ramble. But DJ done got up in there, and he done signed like seven um, executive orders. One of which really, you know, got a lot of people because he signed this um, travel ban. Like, um, like pretty much, he wouldn't let certain people um, um, from different from certain countries. Coming um coming to the country, so you had like seven like seven um like seven countries, and um Saudi Arabia was one, um I think Syria, Iran, um let's see Syria, Iran, Iraq, um. Pretty much predominantly, um, Yemen, um, Libya, and Sudan. So this is pretty much majority Muslim countries. So, you know me, I got to play devil's advocate here. Because, you know, just because we think we're right don't mean we're right. In order to, in order to engage into a conversation you have to be willing to listen to both sides so i'm gonna try to put forth my view in in in, in, but but do it from two sides okay so being that these are predominantly muslim countries you'll have some people who will look at this and say well he's um he's being racist and he's um he's picking on the muslims and it's not right you know, and all these other things, okay. And on the flip side, you have those that say um, the statistics are showing that these countries are the countries where most of these jihadists, the um, I don't know political term, but I'll just call them the aggressive Muslims, the uh, the ones who just hate America and hate everything we stand for. This is most of the places where they're coming from. Now, 
to stay on that same side, Trump's cabinet will have you to think that they're doing this because this is where most of the people come from and we want to be able to vet the people a little bit better. But on the other side, people are still hearing and seeing the fact that it's Muslims is not being able to come into the country. Now, President Obama signed the same similar bill. I forget how many days it is. Look, we don't fact check on this show. So, you know, y'all look that up on your own time. But <laughs> it's it's fact, but it's not. I'm not going to give you exact dates. But I do know that President Obama signed a similar bill. and um, But it was for a couple months or whatever. And it was so he could... So they could so the vetting process could be complete on a lot of people that were flooding in from Syria and all these places like that. And um here's my take on it after giving that side. My take on it is it's not right to um you know, being a black man in America, I'd be a fool to sit here and tell you that it's okay to discriminate on someone because of their race or color or creed or anything like that. But living in America and we are under attack and most of it is self-inflicted because we stick our nose in everybody's business. But I'm for it and I'm against it, if that makes sense. I mean, I don't like the way that it's happening, but it does need to happen, if, if you get what I'm saying. You know, it's like we need better vetting process. The country, the CIA, the FBI, they need this time to vet the people who are coming into the country, you know, because we want to know who they are. So they need this time to get these people and, you know, make sure that they are who they say they are. Make sure that they're not involved with the Islamic State, which those who don't know, that's ISIS. Um you want to make sure that they're not involved with those people. But on the flip side, the reason why I'm against it is because you're doing exactly what the Islamic State wants you to do. You're creating this things toward America. You're creating a hatred toward America. So you got these people who are living here in the country who their form of protesting is to shoot somebody. So you got these these Muslims who or Muslims, or I'm, I'm, and I don't want to say all Muslims, I'm saying that for the sake of the subject, but you got these Muslims that are here who may feel that because, okay, I was already on the fence or whether I wanted to engage in any type of terroristic activity or whatever, and now, since you're doing this, now I want to join ISIS, you know. And the smart ones, they're not putting this on social media. They're just flying and going over there and join ISIS. The dumb ones are the ones that's putting it on social media. They're the ones who get caught. So they don't get to go over there and fight like they want to fight. But the smart ones, they're the ones that's not. They're the ones that's sitting back and they're your neighbor. They're the person at the grocery store. How do you tell a Muslim? Most of us see the women with the um the scarfs on their head and things like that. And I don't, I'm not politically correct. I don't know what you call those things. I just say scarfs. But most people see them on their head and that's how they, they associate with Muslims. But 
How do you tell? Every black man is not a Muslim. Minister Farrakhan's Muslim is not the same as the uh, Muslims from across the seas, across the water. They're not the same. Believe in the same thing, but interpret it in separate, different ways. So how do you tell a Muslim? You can't. So for those that are paying attention that are calling Trump a racist, you're wrong. He's not a racist. He's not a racist. This man is a bigot. I said this before. This man is a bigot. This man believes that he's better than a lot of people. Not just black people. Not just white people. Not, not just Muslims. Not just Christians. Buddhists. Whatever. He believes he's better than everybody. That's what the top 1% believe. That they're better than everybody. And this country was built on it. It's still being built on it. Now it's ran by one. So let me tell you this. All of us that are sitting here, let's just sit back. Sit back, prop your feet up, get some popcorn, and watch it. All this protesting everybody doing in the streets and doing all this, that ain't doing nothing. That ain't doing nothing. That's like you sitting in your house talking to the TV. Don't nobody hear you ranting and raving but your family. Pretty soon they get tired of hearing it. Because it's not going to solve anything. The time for change was at that voting poll. That was the time for change. 56% of white women voted for Donald Trump. 56%. The election was lost with them numbers. It was lost. So it wouldn't have mattered. And I had to educate myself on this because I was running around saying, oh man, if all the black people would have voted, we only make up like 13% of the, of the population, 11 to 13% of the population. That's all black people. So what are we going to do if majority of the white educated women voted for Donald Trump? What are we going to do? And don't let the people around you who you know voted for Donald Trump, don't let them make this a racial thing because it's not a racial thing. Those people that voted for Donald Trump, I don't consider them to be racist. I consider them more fabrics to be um, in, uh, in limbo. You know, they, they don't know the right side of what's of right. They don't know how to be on the right side of right. You know, everybody harped on Hillary about um, emails and all that. Man, I could care less about emails. They all crooked. It's about who get caught. And see, the smart people would have thought about that. The smart people would have thought about that. In this race, you only had one candidate who was qualified, and that was Hillary Clinton. Not even Bernie Sanders was qualified. Not Ted Cruz, not, Don, not, not not DJ. None of these people were qualified to lead this country. Hillary was. She was the only one who had the type of experience needed to be diplomatic. So I didn't vote for Hillary because she wanted her to be the first woman 
or because of, you know, I voted because of experience because I knew this very thing that DJ is doing was going to happen. Being a president is about being diplomatic. Being a president is about doing what's best for everybody. You're representing the whole country. The Queen of England, she's a figurehead. She does not run the country. Parliament in England runs the country. The Prime Minister is equal to what the President is. If y'all pay attention, the Prime Minister of Great Britain, he he shows up to and shakes the hand with the President of the United States because he's head of Parliament. The Queen of England is a figurehead. She represents the old days. She's, and she's part of their culture. So she's, she's a necessity to represent who they are. You think of England, you think the Queen. When people go over there, I doubt people even go, go visit Parliament. They go to Buckingham Palace. They want to go see the, uh, the Queen. They want to go see the dude in the red coat and the, and the big black fluffy hat. The guards. That's who they want to go see. Because she represents class. She represents royalty. She represents all the things that make that country what it is. That's what she represents. Here in America, we have our president who represents us. He is supposed to represent class. He's supposed to be diplomatic. Every time he shakes a leader's hand, he's shaking the hand with the power of the American citizens' hopes and dreams and wishes and everything else behind him. That's what he's representing. Not saying he is. I'm saying he's representing that. So the people who voted for Donald Trump, they most of them did it out of hatred. Most of them did it out of hatred for the system, not for black people. They did it out of hatred and frustration of the system. And hey, I get it. I get it. Every president that's been coming through here has done the same thing. But they've done what our government has allowed them to do. Our government won't allow certain changes to take place. They're not going to ever allow this trickle-down economic thing to uh, go into effect. They want the top 1% to keep their money and the 99% to remain in poverty. Now, you can go back and Google what the poverty line was, say, 20 years ago, and I think it was somewhere around 13,000 or 17,000. I want to say it was around 13,000 was the poverty line. Middle class was about 36 somewhere around there the average average household in America probably was it was less than 60 grand now the poverty line is about 36 middle class is somewhere around probably high 50s high 60s somewhere around there middle class and I'm going to tell you if you ain't making at least forty-five grand, you hurting. 
And forty five grand is pushing it. That ain't really no money to me. Really ain't no money. I think seventy, seventy five is money. Forty five ain't no money. Sixty ain't no money. With my five with my size family, sixty ain't no money. I have to make more. I have to make more than sixty. So I couldn't do forty five. I couldn't do fifty. I have to make more than sixty. And even even when I make that, I've been closer to the seventy five thousand dollar range. And things are still tight. So I'm speaking from experience. So when you look at it, how everything is is designed, they're not going to let DJ, they're not going to let Obama, they're not going to let anybody come in there and change anything that's going to threaten that top 1%. But see, right now, the top 1% is upset because DJ is acting out. DJ is like Bobby Brown in New Edition. He's he he's necessary to what they're trying to do. He represents New Edition, but he acts out, <laughs> and that's what DJ doing. See. They didn't want DJ in there. DJ got in there because Hillary and them took their eye off the ball. See, they didn't campaign correctly. If you pay attention to the breakdown of the states that she lost, she lost states that Obama won twice. A black man won twice. And this white woman could not win the state. So what's that telling you? Like I said, people were frustrated. With the government. But she still should have won. People talking about Russia. Leaking the emails and all this. No. No. They did not want Donald Trump in there. And DJ snuck in there. And he don't want to be in there. That's why he acting out. He going to get impeached. Just a matter of time. Impeached. Assassinated. Or something. Attempted assassination, something. Somebody gonna try something foolish. I believe in every every fiber of my being that somebody gonna try something foolish. I'm not condoning it. Cause it's not gonna solve the problem. The problem is America has a problem with people being equal. They don't want it. They don't want to hear. And what a lot of these immigrants are finding when they get here, they think that they running from something. Man, what they don't realize is when they get here, how hard they got to work to stay here. That's what they don't realize. A lot of them come over here and realize just how hard it is to live in America. Because what you make will directly affect who you become. How much you make and where you grow up will affect who, who you become. 
It's because if your parents can't afford to put you in a good school system, you're already inferior to the kids that are in a good school system. If your parents not making enough to um, put you in a good school system, then you're not going to, most, most kids are not going to have access to the good schools, the good colleges after school. They're not going to have the networking. You know, their parents are not going to be um, in a circle and be able to network with certain people and do certain things and be able to help them out. And everything I'm telling you, I'm speaking from experience. I live in what's considered to be a good side of Charlotte, good neighborhood. I live over here. I pay for it. They charge me an arm and a leg to live over here. It's expensive. My kids go to good schools. They get good grades. But I talk to people who don't live on my side of town. Same school system, Charlotte Mecklenburg Schools. And because they don't live on this side of town, their schools don't have what my kids have. You know, one of my kids was talking about they're getting Google Chromebooks. Each each student gets a Google Chromebook assigned to them at school. Excuse me. But other sides of town don't get that. Them kids get books that are way outdated. And see, that's why I wanted to get back and doing my podcast because I don't know if a lot of people listen to what I say. I, I see the listenership and I know how many people used to. And I, I would like for my opinion to be out there because I feel like I represent the common person. You got so many television personalities and everything that we listen to every day, but they don't represent us. They don't represent who we are and what we go through every day. These people are reporting what somebody else reported to them. How many times do you see them go into the hood and, um, well, not even the hood, but since I mentioned it, how many of them you see them go into the hood and talk to Jaquisha? Really talk to her? No, they're a stereotype that she's on food stamps, she's this, she's that. How many go in there and talk to her and see what she goes through working three jobs? She want to be at home to watch her kids, but... She can't because she got to work to keep food on the table. Because remember what I told you about the poverty line. Most of these jobs aren't paying. Walmart, you're not going to make $40,000 a year at Walmart. You ain't going to make it. Remember what I told you the poverty line was now. I think it's less than 36000 So as Americans, we're looking at the bigger picture. Well, we're not looking at the bigger picture. Pardon me. We're looking at the. We're looking at this one figure. We're looking at DJ, and we're saying, "Oh, it's him. He's gonna mess up this." And people are protesting and doing all that, but it's been messed up. 
It's been messed up. The system has to change from the top. Congress has to pass laws that's going to really help the common man. You hear him. You hear DJ talking about bringing business back and finding companies and doing all this. How's that affecting you? The products that they make are going to be more expensive because they can't get it made out of the country. The products that they make are going to be more expensive because they got to pay these taxes when they do get it made out from out of country. The relationships that he's destroying with these foreign countries, we get a lot of our produce from these countries. We can't grow enough produce here in the United States to feed everybody. Farmers don't know how to do it anymore. Because the government, years back, many, many years ago, probably 30, 40 years ago, started doing this control with the farmers, where they actually pay farmers not to produce. You don't want to produce too much beef because we want to get some of this beef from coming out of the country. We want to make sure that we got enough, the market can sustain the other beef coming from out of the country. We don't want to do too much chicken. We want to make sure that we can get some of this chicken from out of the country. We don't want to do too many uh, cabbages and green, collard greens and mustard greens and all these other greens. We don't want to do too many of those. Because we got to be able to put money in the big countries, uh, big companies' uh, pockets. So it's hit and miss. You got Trump who wanted to uh, fix the uh, first thing, forced out of business, was he signed something about renegotiating the NAFTA, the, the, the National Free Trade Agreement or whatever. So it's hit and miss. So instead of everybody jumping on the, going out in the streets, want to protest and all this, sit back and wait and see. Because something good's got to come out of this bad situation. At the end of the day, we all want results. And everybody who's hooting and hollering and doing this and blase and blase, if the end results is nobody else dies in an attack on American soil because of what Trump's doing at the airports, that's a success. Because at the end of the day, the government deals in results. They don't deal in process and all that. They deal in results. These analysts that's, that's advising these the government officials, they're dealing in results and statistics. And statistically speaking, they done figured out how many people coming into the country illegally or coming from these countries and all this stuff. And they're like, you know what? If we got to sacrifice 98% to get that 2%, then that's what we're willing to do. Again. I don't agree with it. But if it gets the results that's needed to protect this country, then it's necessary. If that makes sense. Because otherwise, how are you going to get the results? The quickest way to go nowhere Is keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over again if it's not working. If I'm stuck in a mud hole and I'm just spinning tires, I ain't got nothing, I ain't got no winch hooked up to the front of the car. I ain't got no nobody pushing from the back. 
I'm just sitting in the car with my foot on the gas. I'm not going anywhere. I'm digging a hole. But Trump has come along. And now he's coming up with unorthodox solutions. A lot of people may not agree with him. I don't necessarily agree with him. But at the end of the day, America, just like any other country, has a right to control its borders. That's been America's Achilles heel. People think that America won't go as far as they as any other country will go. But you think about us in battle. We're undefeated in war. Undefeated. I know some of y'all hearing me say that and say, oh, what about Vietnam? It wasn't our war. We didn't lose Vietnam. It never was our war. We lost a lot of people. But it wasn't our war. So we're undefeated. Every conflict that we've started, we finished. And we've won. And we lost. But Trump is coming in and Trump is doing what, what every other Republican has done. He's creating an atmosphere for war. War makes money. That's what's going on. So stop the social media post about Trump this and Trump that. And I get so sad. I get so sad watching that. Because a lot of the people that are posting it, a lot of white people are posting things on Facebook. And a lot of black people are posting, posting things on Facebook. And it's stupid. Y'all ain't politicians. Stay out of that crap. It's done. It's done. The man is president. I seen something somebody posted something about why it was right for the the um for him to detain people and all. somebody posted some type of little meme or something they had wrote on there. And I just shook my head like this, this is stupid. This is stupid. Just leave it alone. Stop the protest, stop all the the up just sit back. And hold on. Because the way our country is set up, he's not going to be able to do anything that's going to affect what you do every day. Now, the Obamacare thing, that's going to affect a lot of people. Now, that's a biggie. That's something you can definitely be protesting about right there. That's a biggie. And it's going to take a couple of years for it to go into effect, whatever they do. <clears throat> but one of the biggest things... Is a pre-existing condition clause in in, in the uh, Affordable Health Care Act. That means if you're at a job and you got something like, say, high blood pressure, and you work at a job now, if they were if they repeal it and take that that part out of it, you stuck because if you leave and go anywhere else, that insurance company is not going to cover you without you paying a bigger premium. Now, how many Americans got high blood pressure or suffering from diabetes or suffering from other uh, other issues? He had a had a had a had a had a little thing in there where you cover your people, cover your your family for your kids up to uh, twenty six. That's a necessity because nowadays these kids, I know I left home. And I was on my own. I had my own apartment. And I was 18. 
had my own apartment. I got an 18-year-old, finna be 18 this year. And she's not going to be able to afford to get out here. And remember, I told you, I stay on the good side of Charlotte. You got some bad spots around Charlotte. And if you end up in one of them bad spots, nine times out of ten is because you can't afford to stay in the other areas. That's how it goes. Nobody chooses to live where crime and all that is. Nobody just wants to live there. If you can't afford $1,300 a month to stay somewhere, or $800 or $900 a month, you're going to go stay where it might be three, four $400 a month. And that area is not going to be all that great. Let's just be honest. Crime is usually where the poverty is. We all know that. That's what's going on in the black neighborhoods now. That's another, whole another podcast right there. That's systematic segregations and, and oppression. And that's what it is, systematic oppression. That's what that is. Funneling all the poor people to one side of town. You do it through home loans. You do it through all this other stuff. And crime rate increases. And they say, oh, stop the black-on-black crime. Well, you can put Filipinos in the same situation, and it happens. Look at little Tokyo out there in San Francisco and all these other places. It happens. So, I just want everybody to just sit back, pay attention, watch what Trump is doing. Or DJ, I keep calling him Trump, but it's okay. We, 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 we'll, I'll get everybody on board with the DJ thing, and I'll start saying it more. But everybody's mad about the DJ, what he doing. I don't agree with it, but what can I do? I can sit here and watch it on TV and shake my head and talk about it to my boys, like I've been doing, laugh and joke at what he doing, and try to rationalize it in some kind of way. But it don't affect the fact that I still have to get my butt up and go go to work every day. I still got to make a certain amount of money to pay my bills every week. My daughter still have her basketball games that she has to go to. My other daughter still has to go to work. My other kids still have school functions and things they have to go to. My wife still has to go to work. I'm still, I still got to live. So that's what we got to do. We got to live. So we're going to take a break right here. And um, we'll be back. short break. Uh, second half of this show is going to be sponsored by Boss Lady Couponing. 
if you're tired of spending a whole lot of money, then you need to get with Boss Lady Couponing. <laughs> That's real. Boss Lady Couponing is um, my wife's, um, I guess we could say, um, business venture that she started. Um, uh, I like to look at it as like a, like a ministry almost. You know, we can minister in several different ways. Um, there's spiritual ministry, there's um, monetary ministry, there's, um, you know, other other types of ministry that we can do. And I feel like this is her way of ministering because she has helped a lot of people save money. Look, with the way this economy is, it's hard to feed your family these days. So I feel like you definitely want some type of edge when it comes to, you know, being able to get some groceries. And, look, she been doing this for a while before she brought it to y'all. And I used to be on her all the time, like, man, you spending this and you spending that. Because I'm looking at how much money she's spending, not looking at how much money she's saving. No, it's seven of us. So even to, to, to fill up everything and buy everything that we need every week, we would have to spend probably about $200 a week. Probably $250 a week, to be honest, to feed all of us. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And you got to take lunch to school for the kids. And you got to feed them breakfast. And you got to do this. You got snacks. You got all this other stuff. But we would, we would always try to spend about $150 a week. And then when things might be a little tight or something, you know, we try to get it down to 100 but we figured out that we could never really do less than 100 and really eat for the seven days for the week. You know, if you get paid on Friday and you go spend $100 at the grocery store to feed seven people, you know, that money go quick. Even if you go to Sam's, because let's look at it. If you go to Sam's, you're only going to get the bulk items. You're not buying the little bitty things that you need to complete a meal. All that comes from the grocery store. So I was on her all the time about, hey, you spending this, spending that, not realizing what she was doing. Now, I see what she's doing. She saved money. She good at it. Y'all need to check her out. Go online, bossladycouponingstyle.com. Check her website out. Check her, Insta, um, her Facebook page out. You can email her, bossladycouponingstyle.com. 32 at gmail.com. You can check her out. And um, get with it. I mean, she got the inserts. Instead of going out buying the papers every week, $3 for a paper here in Charlotte. Now you buy the inserts directly from her. Inserts, they're, you know, they're 45 cents a piece for those that are interested. You know, cheaper for the, the older weeks. But... I think that's the that's the price. And, I, and again, we don't fact check on this show. So I'm giving y'all information that's a, maybe 100% true. And then it may not all be true because I might not have the numbers right. But the essence is there. The essence of me doing good and trying to give y'all the information is there. That's what counts. So... Definitely check out Boss Lady uh, Style Couponing. And, um, yeah, I mean, just Google it. 
Now, if you don't remember the website, Google Boss Lady Style Coupon. It'll come up. Check our website out. Subscribe if you don't have a binder and all that other good stuff. She got all that on the website. Um, any suggestions? Pretty sure she's open for all that. But uh, that's our sponsor for the second half of the show. Um, now let's get into some more current events. Um, as we all know, today is February 1st. We all know what Sunday is. It's Super Bowl. We got the Atlanta Falcons versus the New England Patriots. I don't care about this Super Bowl. So I'm not even going to talk about it that much. I'm just going to say I don't want either team to win. But that's not how the game is played. Somebody has to win. So if I choose, drum roll please. That's my drum roll. I'm going with the New England Patriots. Sorry, Falcon fans, but I don't want y'all to win. Why? I thought about it. And the reason why is purely hatred for the Falcons because y'all in the same division that the Panthers are. I'm a Tennessee Titan fan, but I love the Panthers too. I'm invested in this team. I go to a lot of the games. They're in the city. They represent the city. Hey, it's a privilege to have a sports team that represents the city, so I support them. And I don't want y'all to win a Super Bowl and be able to brag next year that y'all went and won. So I hope y'all lose. Hope y'all lose miserably. So that way, y'all will never show up again. Sorry, Falcon fans. I hate to do it to you. Um, so, you know what? Let me... Give y'all a little insight on a few of these TV shows that I do think y'all need to watch. You know, I still want to do a separate episode, but I'm going to give you a couple a couple shows. Uh, it's this new show that I'm checking out. It's starting off kind of slow called Taboo. It comes on FX. Um, let's see. You still got Blacklist that you could get into. Um... Definitely need to check out the new edition thing. Scandal is coming back tomorrow. Um, How to Get Away with Murder is back. Now, these are all shows that I watch. But I would urge you to definitely, definitely get on there and check out some of these new TV shows that Netflix and Amazon have. And speaking of Amazon, let me tell y'all what I've been up to. First of the year, every year, I always like to look at my finances and I always try to see what can, I can do better. Not a New Year's resolution, but because uh, I don't make those anymore because they always get broke. But I would say what I could do better. You know, how can I make my next year better? So when I looked at 2017, I was like, what can I do in 2017 to make things a little better? And let me get my calculator right here. Turn the phone on. I was paying. I was with Verizon Wireless. And I was paying. 362 dollars. I think. A month. For cell phone. That's what I was paying. For seven lines. 4344 dollars. A month. That's why I paid. You know what? And I think it might have been three eighty two. 
Yeah, I think that's more like more like, like, like 382. This is 382. I think that was more like it. Yeah. So that's like $4,500, almost $4,600 a year that I was paying for communication. And it's needed. With my size family, I have to be able to talk to everybody because everybody's going in different places and stuff. And I tell my kids all the time, if y'all don't communicate, y'all somebody's going to get left. So to, to get rid of the cell phone wasn't no option. To go to Metro PCS, that wasn't no option. To go to Straight Talk, no option because they all the same. If you got a plan already, your first line is the only line that you're paying that fee on. Every other line is an additional cost. So all the other lines was like $15 for the other lines or $20 for the other lines. That's still cheaper with unlimited talking text. That's cheaper than straight talk. That's cheaper than all that. As far as data, I wasn't worried about data because they got Wi-Fi on their phone. So what do I need data for? So it wasn't like I, you know, they, they needed data. And my kids were good with that. You know, they had Wi-Fi everywhere they go. So we have Verizon. $4,500. So that's $4,584. Remember that number. Then I was paying $185 a month to UVerse for cable. So that's $2,220 plus $4,584. $6,804 a year I was paying just on communication and television. And at the end of the day, everything I watched, I was recording with my DVR, so in essence, I was watching it on demand, really, right? So, what do I need live TV for? What, what, what was I watching on live TV? Nothing. I was recording everything. So, what I did was, let's take, okay, $6,800. I went and bought me an Amazon Fire Stick, and I just have internet. So, that's, that's $888 a year. For just internet now. Okay? So eight eighty eight plus my cell phone bill, which is one it's about one probably about one sixty with T Mobile. I switched to T Mobile. That's eighteen ninety six plus eight eighty eight. Twenty seven eighty four minus sixty eight hundred. Four thousand dollars I'm gonna save this year. And maybe a little bit more because um, I'm renting a modem from Time Warner. Then I'm, I might just buy my own modem. But I'm going to say four, four grand this year. Now I want you to take a moment and think of something you could do with four grand in December or January of next year. <coughs> Excuse me. If I took that same money that I was spending and put that money in an account at the end of the year, paid all the bills that I that I was paying, you know, paying the cell phone bills with that, and I was left with four thousand dollars in the account. Think of what I could do with that. That's money you could take and pay off a credit card. That's an extra four grand a year you can put on a car payment. I was brainwashed. And I never saw this until I had to really start looking at tightening up my finances. The money that I'm wasting on stuff. So I went out and I bought an Amazon Fire Stick. And jailbroke it. Well, actually, I didn't buy it. I got it in a 
deal when I sold all my DVDs and my Blu-rays. Got a good little amount of money for that. But uh, the guy threw in the fire stick. And it was jailbroken already. And the thing is awesome. I watch everything on there. Everything. Ain't missed nothing. All my movies that I had, I got money for them. And I still can watch them whenever I want to watch them. So I went out and bought me two more. And I jailbroke them myself. It took me all of ten minutes to do it. So that's why I say, I'm saying to you now, saving money. That's what this that's what it's all about. You know, the boss lady couponing and all that is perfect. Because that's what the seg that's what that segment of the show is gonna be about. On the part that that's sponsored by Boss Lady Coupon is gonna be about saving money tips. Give you tips on saving money. Tips that I've tried. Not tips that I've read about and just seen. I'm talking about tips, things that I'm doing. It might help somebody out. But definitely look into that. Because most of these cell phone companies, they're all about the same. Now, the biggest thing you got to look for now is the hidden fees. Because I went through the whole spiel with Sprint. And they full of it. Because they got a bunch of hidden fees. They'll tell you your bill going to be $120. And by the time the fees and everything added on every line, you're looking at 200 bucks. Well, that's what I liked about T-Mobile, and they had that problem. The fees were up front, and I knew exactly what I was paying, $158 a month for seven lines of service. And I'm a truck driver, and I can tell you, the route that I run, my phone picks up fine. I drop a few calls, I just call right back. No big deal. But it took me a while to learn that. It took me a while to learn it. So that's all we got for today, people. Appreciate you joining me. Um, glad to be back. Listen out for me. Um, subscribe. This Boy's Nuts podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Check me out. Subscribe. Hit the notification button so you'll know when I post new shows. Uh, if you're friends with me on Facebook, you'll know when I post a new show because I'll make sure I post it on Facebook, letting everybody know. But um, share with your friends. Tell them your boy's back. I'm going to bring it to them every week. Tell them that I'm back. They need to hear me so we can get out there. This is a movement. This is a movement, people. You've heard me say it before. It's a movement. We got to start somewhere. Get it out there. You know, if I can get in some people's ears, then if you got something going on, you know, I can shout what you got going on. If I got 10,000 people listening to me and you got something going on, that's 10,000 people listening to you. So, hey, it's a conduit. If you if you know somebody who's in media and, hey, tell them about me. Tell them, tell them to listen to the podcast. Tell them to pass it on to their friends or whatever they got to do. You know, get it out there. You know, if you like laughing and joking and cutting up, it showed that it's what this show is about. We're going to have fun. We're going to talk about things. I'm going to give you my opinion, and that's just it. That's why it's my show. I can, I can say what I want to say. But I want it to be a show about information, and that's the biggest thing. But I appreciate everybody uh, rocking with me today, checking me out. 
Um, like the um, episode, like it on SoundCloud, and uh, make sure you subscribe. Until next time, do something positive. Deuces.